1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees, phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Talk Portland. Intercom Radio Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. So many things are happening virtually right now. How many Zoom meetings have you had this week? Well, there's something else that's going virtual this year. It's Design Week Portland. Let's talk about it. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Zip Vanatta. Zip is a designer at Murmur Creative and Design Week Portland event organizer. And also on the show is Amanda Ives, donor and external relations manager at Raphael House. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland, ladies.
0: Thanks for having us. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Gary. It's wonderful to be here.
1: So, Zip, let's start with you. Portland Design Week. It's coming up. Yeah. What is it? What's going on? Give me the 411.
2: Okay, Design Week Portland, and (laughs) it's actually (laughs) built on the strength of independent events that are all conceived and hosted by Portland's creative community. So this year will be the eighth year of the event taking place, and it's a week-long festival, and it starts on Monday, August 3rd, and this year is a little bit different because it's all going virtual. So um, for some of you who don't know what Design Week Portland is, it's about unity and engagement in our creative community. There are multiple virtual events every day taking place, and they address different themes that span representation, civic engagement, design practice, and community. And on top of that, each of these events are either a festival event, event, meaning they only take place during the week of Design Week Portland, and then there are open houses, Um, conversations, discussions, workshops, um, showcases, the list goes on. So they're all developed and hosted by independent agencies and creatives in our community. And they all have different levels of involvement, which is really awesome. If you are an introvert or an extrovert, there's something for you.
1: (laughs) Portland is an awfully creative town. So I'm not surprised we have Design Week Portland. (laughs) Yes. And how long have you been involved, Zip?
2: So I actually been going as a community member. um, I think I've been to every year (laughs) since um, they started here in Portland. And then with Murmur Creative, this will be our fourth event that we're hosting. And then it's the second of the kind of event that we're hosting. And so it's just really great to get involved with the community, meet my peers um see talented work to learn um it's very very great opportunity for everybody
1: before we start talking about what it's going to look like as an as a virtual event this year can we reminisce a little bit and go back to oh about a year ago when it was a real live event tell me about what used to happen at at design week portland how did it used to go
2: so in the past years To be honest, Design Week Portland can be a little exhausting because you want to go to as many events as possible. So you are going all over the city and you are just being immersed in all these businesses. Um, The artwork is right in front of you, larger than life. And um, last year was our first year doing our poster show. That's going to be an annual event. And so that looked like a poster show where we had posters hanging in the hallways with um, nameplates people can walk along the hallway and look at all the posters they can mingle. Cause it also is a great networking event for a lot of creatives. And then we also had a, um, like an area that was sponsored by laughing planet and we called it the laughing planet lounge. So we, we like to give snacks and beverages to our guests as well. And that was out all at revolution hall, which is a really cool space in that Southeast is- Portland. Yeah.
1: So now let's uh, speed up to present time. What's it going to look like virtually? How are you going to do this?
2: So this year, it's a little bit different. <laughs> and um, surprisingly, becoming a virtual event has actually made the poster show more personal. And this year, we're more focused on telling the stories of each poster through artist Q&A, um, we're going to read out loud the descriptions of the posters. And so instead of reading poster descriptions on nameplates as you walk down a hallway, and in your event brochure that's in your hands, you will now hear the description read out loud to you while you view the poster on your screen. So I feel like it's, yeah, I feel like it's a completely different um, experience. we put a lot of thought into it because we want to engage our viewers. Um, We want them to be happy that they decided to spend their Monday evening on zoom with us. And even though our show is two hours, Um, We want people to know there's an intermission in the middle because we want to allow our listeners to take a brief break, stretch, refill their beverage, rest their eyes, whatever they need to do so that they can come back and stay engaged in our show.
1: You know, that's a really great uh, point there because you could probably just sit back and relax in your house, watch the show and have a glass of wine.
2: Exactly, the I'm liking that. Alcoholics. <laughs> yes, it can be whatever beverage you want And we just, yeah It was just very important to us Because I think um, since things changed in March um, And the show being postponed A lot of us are reworking the way our show is And just keeping it engaging and accessible and fun And I've been on a lot of meetings that were three hours long And it's I can't pause it to go take a break So it's been important <laughs> for me to like put that in And, um, And then I think it's just a lot of thought of how we're going to deliver the information. And we're going to have co-hosts because apparently um, Virtual Events 101 is to have co-hosts because you want to have different voices. You want to have other people coming in and out to make it more engaging. And then we're going to do multiple short videos that deliver the important information about Raphael House and about the posters are going to be presented in a fun way. And then little spurts So, that the information and design is easily digestible and absorbed.
1: And this is uh, your your poster show is a benefit for Raphael House. Tell me how you're going to do that.
2: That is correct. So, with our poster show, it's um, that we started last year, so this will be our second annual year. We are going to do it every year. It's so important to us. It's design and a design event for agencies and artists to rally together, to design for social justice, and every year there's a nonprofit that is accompanied with the poster show that is the beneficiary. So that means that nonprofit gets all the proceeds from the event, and also we do our like our best to spread as much awareness about them as possible. Like there are, there are featured nonprofit, and then also with that, our event team um, is based off the nonprofit that is chosen.
1: Let's turn now and talk a little bit about Raphael House. Let me introduce again Amanda Ives. Uh, Amanda is the donor and external relations manager at Raphael House. Amanda, tell me all about Raphael House.
0: Yeah, thanks, Karen. Um, thank you so much, David It's really been amazing to be working together on this event and see how you all have lifted up Raphael house and our programs and our services as part of how the event is being designed and built and brought to the community and we're so honored to be the beneficiary and so honored to be involved um, we have been serving survivors of domestic violence and their families uh, here in the Portland area for more than 40 years and we Uh, really work alongside survivors and their children to help them achieve the safety and stability and independence that they deserve. So our core service for a very long time has been offering uh, emergency shelter in a confidential location for families. Um, And we've, over the past four decades, grown and expanded our services to include uh, wraparound long-term supports to help families um, achieve stability and stay stable and stay connected with a supportive community um, to help folks through the like unique challenges that domestic violence survivors face and also to prevent domestic violence in the future through education in schools.
1: How many people does Rafael Health serve in, in a given year?
0: That's a great question. So each year we serve about 5,250 survivors and community members, so um, a a great uh, vast amount of those are students and young people that we're in classrooms with through our prevention program, um, teaching young folks about uh, practicing healthy, equitable relationships and consent, Uh, but more than 400, um, 500 of those folks are survivors and their children that are in our, our various programs.
1: What, if any, have you seen change during this pandemic?
0: yeah well covid um and this crisis have actually had a really immense um and sort of tragic impact on domestic violence survivors uh, the world over frankly um you know we have seen that in the community for people who are you know still living with an abusive partner being isolated um you know locally following shelter in place orders or quarantine orders um around the world with someone who isn't safe plus all the added um, challenges of lack of childcare and lost wages and jobs and stress. Um, here we've seen the need uh, for our services and other uh, domestic violence supports like crisis lines just skyrocket um, and rates of abuse go up um, and the danger for families really go up. Um, and for families who have been able to flee, you know, maintaining their stability, being able to stay safe um, in their new homes and new lives It's challenging for most of the same reasons, you know, lost jobs and lost wages and, you know, having kids home from school. So we've been working really hard since March to maintain all of our services and supports um, and just adjust them to be safe for our staff and for the people that we serve. Um, And we have been able to continue supporting everybody in all of our programs, which is phenomenal. Um, We have about 400 survivors that are relying on us for food and supports and housing and emergency uh, funds and And also, you know, emotional support. And our advocates have been incredible and there for everybody who needs.
1: If somebody is in need of help, how how can they contact you?
0: That's a great question. So we have a 24-7 crisis line that is always available to anyone who needs. um, And that's if someone actually needs support for themselves or if you're a loved one or a family member or a friend of someone and you're not sure maybe how to help them or Um, what you should do next and you can always talk to one of our advocates and that phone number so everybody has it please always call if you need support we're here Uh, it's 503-222-6222 what kind
1: of effect has uh the schools being closed what what effect has that Uh, had on people
0: yes i think you like Talking to parents, you know, outside of our programs, just parents all over. This um, is so hard for for families, for kiddos, um, you know, for our youth. Lots of folks are dealing with you know challenges of not having access to technology or you know having a parent that needs to work. Um, so we've been able to help in a, in a bunch of different ways. Uh, most of the the folks that we serve at Raphael House are actually kids. More than sixty percent are kiddos, um, and so. Having connecting people with um, computers and laptops we've been able to distribute lots of Chromebooks um, help people get connected to Internet and navigate learning how to use. zoom and all these new resources Um, and then we are amazing family advocates have been putting together activity kits for kids um, and delivering them along with the food and hygiene supplies and produce. And all the other resources that we bring out to uh, survivors in the community so that kids have what they need to keep learning and growing and also just staying engaged and active.
1: It's been pretty remarkable how much we have realized how much we rely on access to the Internet. And when you realize that not everybody has the same access, that's. Yes. um, So that's wonderful that you are providing that.
0: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, just as a reminder of some of the privileges and things that we take for granted and how much, um, you know, also just those connections to the outside world, um, as we've all been more isolated are so important. Um, And that's why we've switched. We have uh, three of our support groups are now um, Zoom support groups, so survivors can still connect with each other and staff. Um, We're should see our phone bill for the last couple of months. Our advocates have all been on the phone constantly um, supporting people if they don't have internet access. So at least they have that human to human connection at all times when they need us. Yeah.
1: And you said a little bit ago that, uh, that Raphael house has been around for about 40 years. And I think I read in your bio, Amanda, that you've been with the organization for about nine years. What kind of changes have you seen?
0: Oh, that's um, really fun to think about. Actually Uh, lots of exciting growth. Um, Our ongoing supportive services, um, what we call our advocacy center, which is like a community center for the survivors that we serve. Uh, tons of resources um, and activities in the, the uh, top floor of our building right above shelter. So for families who are staying with us and living with us, they just walk right upstairs. And pre-COVID times could take part in yoga and movie nights and family meals and support groups and, um, you know, economic classes and, um, workshops, all sorts of fun things. Uh, and then after they leave and move into housing, they can come back and access those same supports for as long as they need. Um, that has all gone virtual recently, of course. Um, but those programs have grown exponentially and that community of survivors, um, has also grown exponentially. And now we have families who have been connected to Raphael house for years, kiddos who've grown up and are now coming back to volunteer with us participants um, and survivors who have become, you know, leaders in these groups or have become staff members at Raphael house. So we're seeing this incredible growth of people from, you know, truly moving from crisis to um, like the most stable you could ever imagine and really leading the lives that they want and getting to actually see that happen with the families that we work with and are connected with is incredible and such a gift. And also just, um, an amazing tribute to the programs and the success of those. Yeah.
1: Incredible to say the very least. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Raphael House is a nonprofit. So where do you get your money and how can people help support you?
0: Yeah. Appreciate you asking that. Uh, we get a lot of support from the community. So um, a little more than 40% of our budget comes directly from individuals and businesses and foundations um, that support us. Um, and so frankly, you know, an event like this, um, Agencies of Change poster show, um, community donations, they are truly you know, what make our work possible. And every dollar really does count. Um, we get to see that in real time. So anyone is able to you know, go online um, and make a donation to Raphael House. There's a, a direct link from the Agencies of Change poster show uh, website to get right to our giving page. Uh, you can also go to raphaelhouse.com. Um, and just look up in the top right corner, and there's an immediate uh, donate button right up there. Um, and just to give folks kind of a sense of when we say, you know, every dollar counts, really mean it. Um, you know, $20 would gas our van for a week so that our advocates can be out delivering food and hygiene supplies to survivors. Um, $50 feeds about five families uh, for a week with fresh food and produce. Um, and $100 is enough to fund, you know, 24 hours of Safe shelter and wraparound support for a survivor in their, or their child in our emergency shelter. So that's one of the, the best ways to help us. And as we're looking ahead, you know, through this COVID time and beyond, um, we are we're just going to need the community support more than ever to keep helping families stay stable and safe.
1: And what does it mean to have such support coming from Portland Design Week or Design Week Portland rather?
0: <laughs> I'll keep correcting on? myself. <laughs> It's it is an incredible, incredible community, um, and seeing the you know what Zip and the team have have done in putting together this beautiful event, and and also engaging our community um, and our work in a really authentic way, is just phenomenal. And we're we're just excited to be a part of this really important and beloved and fun institution of Portland. To be honest,
1: let me once again introduce Aww. Zip and Anna. Zip Zip is the design is a designer at Murmur Creative, right? Yeah, I'm a
0: senior
2: designer.
1: Woo! I want to hear more a little bit yeah. more about murmur creative, but you're also Design Week Portland event organizer and you're doing the second year of the of the now famous poster show.
2: <laughs> well, I'm a I an event organizer for my event for Design Week Portland, but there's a lot of great people that really contribute to the whole Design Week Portland as a whole, um, just, to, just so you know. <laughs> and You've got a lot of help. Want to make sure. That's good. I want everyone to get their credit. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I've been with Murmur for, um, let's see, seven years. And, yeah. And I was actually really fortunate to get the job right out of college. I My last class was um, a internship class. And so you just work on your portfolio and you just practice interviews and meet with different agencies who are looking for an internship. And so I had my portfolio sent out to a few agencies, and Andrew Bolton, my boss at Memor Creative, saw my portfolio and liked the work that I did and had me come in for an interview. And then I um, was an intern for a few months, and then I got hired on um, afterwards. So I'm very fortunate to have a job right out of college, and I owe it all to PSU. So, (laughs) yeah. Love it. That's fantastic.
1: That is great, yeah, because I, that doesn't happen very often, getting a job right out of college. You usually have to pay your um, dues for a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm very grateful. I just want everyone to know I'm so grateful.
1: <laughs> so, did you were you part of the uh, poster show last
2: year? Yes, I... Um, um, was one of the coordinators for the show last year. So this will be my second year. And it's funny because last year we're like, oh, the first year is the hardest, you know, just getting everything, you know, lined up, the routine. So then next year it's going to be way easier because we're just going to copy and paste. Like, <laughs> basically, this is the event time. This is the order of events this is our timeline. And then this year it got postponed till August and then, um, it's all virtual. So it's been pretty fun. And I just, I love it so much. And I love the thought process that's going into it and just like kind of the creative, um, thinking you have to do to transform this event. And it's so rewarding that it's, worth it. And I love it. And um, I'm so lucky that I get to be an agencies of change um, coordinator and have that be part of my job as Murmur Creative.
1: So it's Design Week Portland. Can you tell me about some of the other events that are happening out throughout the week?
2: Yes, I actually pulled an event from each of the main themes that I said earlier. Can I tell you what an example of an event in each category? Absolutely, yes. So um, first there's representation and an example of that event will be Outlet's five by five print show. So they're actually doing a print show this year too and it's gonna be their first ever. So it's so great to see all these other print shows happening because I think we all love a beautiful like printed piece and you can put it like in your home. Um, You can put it if your office space, if you're still going into your office and I just think that's really great. And so they are doing a virtual um, Rizzo print show that showcases work by local BIPOC artists, and they're raising funds for five incredible organizations in the fields of BIPOC representation, equity, community support, youth activism, anti-incarceration, and police and prison abolition. And so it is a, a great event for great causes and then it is a multi-day event which means it takes place every day throughout um, design Week portland so no matter how your schedule is if you find some free time you can go and join the event so that's really cool yeah it is um yeah the next um, theme was civic engagement. and An example of an event in that area is an equity and design event that's going to be a panel and a conversation. So it's an open discussion of best practices and challenges of applying equity centered design in the public sector. And so, like this is like what I said earlier. There's different types of events. So this one is just going to be a panel, a conversation, a discussion, and this will take place on Thursday, um, August 6th, from 5:30 to 7:30. And for design practice, an example is a sign painting 101 class. That's going to be intro to brush lettering, and it's going to be a virtual workshop because they're all virtual. And it's happening Wednesday, August 5th from 2 to 7, and it's a little bit longer because you are going over basic brush handling, letter form, strokes, some paint education, some sign painting posture and breathing techniques, so everything you need to know about Sign Painting 101. And then the last category, which is community, that's the um, category that our event, Agencies of Change Poster Show, falls under, where we are designing for social justice and raising awareness and funds for Raphael House of Portland. And it's happening Monday, which is the first day of Design Week Portland, August 3rd from 5 to
1: 7 p.m. Phew, there's a lot going on. (laughs)
2: I know, I know. And those are just four events. Those are just four. Yes. And you can um, see all the events that are happening throughout the whole week at designportland.org. You can follow Design Week Portland on Instagram at designweekpdx, all one word. And they are giving you info and updates. Um, leading up to the event and during the event. And so, yeah, there's just so much to choose from and it's very exciting. So like I said earlier, it is a lot and it's kind of exhausting because you just want to partake in everything. So, yeah. So go and check out the schedule and itinerary and see what fits in.
1: But I think it's kind of a, the the type of distraction that we need right now. This is something exciting and fun and exhilarating to look into and look at instead of watching the news all the time and being depressed. So everybody get involved.
0: <laughs> yes. So our show is happening on on Monday. And Jim I think just really clear, because I was so excited to learn this yesterday, um, it's for the whole month of August, right? Yes. So okay, the poster cool. shop will be up for the whole month of August.
2: It goes live after our event. So after our event on August 3rd, it will go live and it will remain up till August 31st. So that's four whole weeks that people have the opportunity to purchase these awesome limited edition posters that were designed especially for our event.
0: I love, we actually have a youth survivor um, at Raphael House who was really excited um, to create some art and submit. So one of the designs was actually made by um, a teenager that's part of our program. Um, and we also had an amazing Raphael House supporter who was incredibly excited about this opportunity also and and submitted uh, artwork to be part of the show as well, which I can't wait to see these.
1: Well, it's going to be a fun week of stuff to do. So get involved, everybody. Okay. And ladies, thanks yeah. for being on the show. This has been fun.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us, Gary. We really appreciate it.
1: We were talking today with Zip Vanetta, designer at Murmur Creative and Design Week Portland event organizer, and Amanda Ives, donor and external relations manager at Raphael House. Let's Talk
2: Portland is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program.